When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, one of the founders of AppliedSEO.com. That's AppliedSEO.com. Yep. <laughs> it's a new one. So what's, what's I know, the I, new entry? <laughs> I know. I, I, I switched it up on you. Sorry, buddy. I'm, I'm putting together this, this plug-in for WordPress on Applied SEO, and I thought, you know, I'm going to start promoting my own stuff. I'm the one here talking every day. So, <laughs> And plus, I, I wanted to be able to give a... a, a discount for the preferred membership on this plugin to our listeners and I couldn't give them a discount unless they knew what it was, right? There so um, we aren't launched yet, but you can sign up on the site applydesio.com if you want to get notified of when we launch. And if you sign up um, once we do launch, use SEO 101 podcast as the coupon code and you'll get, I think it's the first three months for free, something like that. I can Let me double check, but it's a good deal. Yeah, fit, no, no, sorry. I wish it was free. 50% off the first three months. Uh-huh. So, so it, to give you an idea of what it is, and again, I, you know me, I don't like to self-promote, but I wanted to yeah, – Yeah, well, I'm, I'm you cut me off. I was going to ask you anyway, so let me go for it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love this thing, and I think everybody who's an SEO and is using WordPress and, and actually a couple other CMSs we're getting into should use this. It's integrated SEO metrics into your WordPress admin. So all the stuff you get from SEOs on those reports on whether your 404s are correct, whether you have the right 301 re- redirects in place, what your link profile look like, all that's going to be built into your admin section of uh, your WordPress sites. I'm really excited about it. So, okay, so is it kind of like a Google Webmaster dashboard on your dashboard? Um, it's a, I wish that we could get the Google Webmaster dashboard information, but it, it's like, like if you do an audit on a site, there's a lot of that stuff that SEOs go to all kinds of different tools to get the information about, like what your link profile look like, um, you know, what does, uh, you know, how are, what's your header responses for different kinds of things? Uh, do you have 301s in place or 302s? All that stuff is going to be done automatically and on a page by page 
basis for your WordPress site, and it's going to be in your admin section of WordPress. The coolest thing to me about it is that it's directly from your site. So, like, since we have access to the Word, the, the WordPress database, we know exactly which pages they're supposed to be on your site. So instead of going to like Google and typing site colon to figure out what they have indexed and whether your pages are indexed or not, we know exactly what's supposed to be indexed from your site and can look and see, okay, this is this is indexed correctly and it's indexed in this many versions. It's it's a really cool new way to do this kind of stuff. Wow. Awesome. Can you tell I'm excited? I, I would be too. That's pretty cool, man. That's, I know we talked about something like that a long time ago, so I'm really glad that it's coming out. Yeah, it's still probably a month or so away, but I wanted to give you guys a heads up and get that coupon code out to you. Wicked. Awesome. Okay. Um, well, today we've got uh, a few questions that have come in. Yay! Thank you, everyone. Yay! <laughs> um, now, to, to start it off, we've got uh, one from Chris Wensink. Actually, Chris has got a couple here. So what I tried to do, just so everyone knows, is I tried to put everything in order so everyone got, uh, you know, Whoever got in there first gets the first answers, so uh, providing we have the answers. <laughs> um, so the first one, Chris Wensick. He says, thanks for the great podcast. Questions for next week's show. I'm considering the move from Rapid Weaver, uh, WYSIWYG, that's what you see is what you get, Mac web design program for WordPress. Oh, to WordPress. He's going to he's switching to WordPress from that Mac web design program. All the web pages will have the exact same titles, HTML file names, folder structures, and text on the pages. But I'm wondering if the move is going to have an impact on my SEO ratings. Has anyone done something similar with a move from Drupal to WordPress or Joomla to WordPress or Dreamweaver to WordPress? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Well, Sounds to me like there wouldn't be any problem, but what do you think? I, I was a little bit confused when I first read this one. I'm, I'm glad we're talking about it on the show because realistically, Dreamweaver and WordPress are two completely different platforms that, that, that tackle two completely different portions of building a website. So you're not really replacing Dreamweaver with WordPress because you can still use Dreamweaver to create a WordPress site. and you can oh, this, have is WordPress. this is Rapid Weaver. Rapid Weaver. Okay, Rapid Weaver, Dreamweaver. I'm assuming it's. It sounded to me like it was a. Con, it was like a design program, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just kind of threw Dreamweaver in there and kind of my mind went, oh, it's a web development platform. I will find uh, out. Oh, oh, that's yes. no good. Don't, don't go to rapidweaver.com. It's no use. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll go later tonight. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, no. It's one of those damn holding pages. But, uh, oh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'll find one of those for you if you want, but <laughs> not on the air. Um, <laughs> oh, it's a pretty nice looking system, of course. Being See, but he says it, it's a WYSIWYG Mac web design program. That's what he called it. That's why I was, I guess that's why I thought it was like Dreamweaver. So WordPress is not a design program, it's a content management system. You can create a design from any kind of program and apply it to WordPress. So that's why I was a little confused about what he was asking. Um, if you take that out of the equation where he says he's changing his website from one t- to another and he has all the exact same titles and file names and folder structures and text, if the site is exactly the same, then sh- you shouldn't have any issues. No, I don't see how yeah. you would. Um, uh, I, I mean, we could postulate po- possible ways it could go wrong, but I don't really see how um, the other than, you know, I, the question I would ask him if he was here or in the chat room or in person was, if you weren't on WordPress before, what were you, if, and you were just doing 
um, like maybe straight HTML pages and FTPing them up to a web domain, then there is going to be potential for changes, whether you think there are or not. Because you're going to have to make the right configurations in WordPress, and all your pages are going to have to have, you're going to have to redo the URL structures by hand, most likely. Um, that's a lot of work ahead of time. There's going to be portions of WordPress that were not there in your old site. That's not going to impact your existing rankings or anything, but it's going to be pages like archive pages and um, you know, tag pages, if you're using tags on WordPress, that weren't there on your old site that, that actually possibly could help your SEO. Um, there will be some changes. It's not going to be exactly the same if you went from straight HTML to WordPress. Yeah, and, and you, like you were saying, the customization is going to be significant if you want to have .htmls and do all these different things. And I mean, it's not nothing about it's extremely difficult or anything, but it does take some time and it will require a little effort. And then, you know, the transition is important. You obviously don't want to have anything going down for any length of time. That's uh, that's right. a no-brainer. I mean, if you have anything go down, you're going to have a hell of a time. But um, uh, that said, I think uh, I think it'd be fine. It sounds very clear. Yeah, just just remember you talked about category structures or you talked about your directory structures. And you've got some some directory. I'm trying to look and see. You've, you've, on your, I'm on your site right now. And I don't really see any subdirectories. So as long as all your pages stay with the same name, you should be fine. But it's going to take a lot of work and you're going to have to configure your um, permalink structure correctly in WordPress to make this work for you. Um, and and you're going to have to edit probably a lot of those. Like, just for, for for example, your testimonials page. You click on your testimonials page. The headline on that page is customer testimonials. The URL is just testimonials.html. WordPress, if you set up your permalink structure, you're going to want the name of your page.html, by the way, it looks here. But you're still going to have to edit that because the name of your page looks like it's customer testimonials in WordPress, but your URL is only testimonials. So you're going to have to go in and manually edit to make sure those match um, for every page on your site. It's going to be a lot of work, but it's probably not as much work as if you try to change them and have to do all the mod rewrites. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think you got it. You're set up there. It's, going to be, it's not going to be bad at all. But uh, by all means, if you have any other questions during the transition, let us know. Um, in fact, I shouldn't say that because we've got another question from him. So <laughs> maybe another question here. Um, He's psychic. He already had his other questions. Um, One of the things actually he wanted to mention too is he says, if it's possible, could you start posting some show notes from each show? Um, you know, for with links and such of the stuff we're discussing. I'd love to do that. Um, I'm getting a little bit more manpower in house and I might be able to do that for the shows, but, uh, uh, hold on. Stay tuned. (laughs) We'll try (laughs) now the past shows. I don't know. Um, that's something he asked as well, but that's if that's going to happen, it's going to take a long time. Uh, but I, I could I could see it happening. It's just not right now. So sorry about that, but we'll do our best. Thank you for asking, though. It's nice to know it's a, quite a resource. So number two from Chris Wensink. Um, let's see here. He says he's running a wedding videography business out of the Wisconsin Minnesota area, and. And he's doing. He's got a dominant SEO presence in in this in his base city, which is Eau Claire. Well, he's also like achieve, achieve a high ranking in the cities that he services, including Minneapolis, St. Paul, Rochester, Wausau, Stevens Point, and others. Can you talk about a strategy how, about how you would optimize individual pages for each of those cities, and how you'd get to the top of the search engines for queries like Minneapolis wedding videography and all other city name plus wedding videography keywords? Wow. That's a big project. 
That's, <laughs> that's a show. Um, okay. Well, uh, the, the, the site we're looking at is freedomvideography.com. Just so in case anyone else wants to see what we're seeing, that's freedomvideography.com. Nice little plug for you there, man. But uh, thank you for the question. <laughs> so you're, it's worth it. Um, wow. Well, right now your your home page is saying Wisconsin wedding videography. So uh, my first thought, uh, I'll let John with the next one here, but I, my first thought is first of all, you're going to have to generalize the home page a bit. Because you're going to have to – the way I've worked with other sites is I've, I've created directories that are about those specific areas or pages about those specific areas so that the home page is more of the generic landing page for all those areas. Um, that's one – what's a start anyway? What would you say next, John? Yeah, I mean, so, so you've got the general topic of wedding, um, wedding videography, but you want to spread it out to multiple areas, your whole site is really going to have to gain strength and trust and authority on that general term, where it seems right now that it's, it's got its strength and authority on Wisconsin wedding videography. So you're right, Ross. You've got to, you've got to generalize that homepage some, and then you take that strength for wedding videography that you build on the homepage and you pass it down to internal pages that are more geotargeted. I mean, you have to build out content for each of those areas, and that content's going to have to be unique. It's going to have to be f- really focusing on those general areas. Um, and then that's step one. Step two is you're going to have to build targeted links to those sections um, from related sources. So if you – what was one of his uh, areas he was wanting to cover? Um, so he wants to get something in Rochester. Say, Rochester. You're going to have to find. I can't believe we picked out the same one at the same time. That's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> so you're going to have to find links that are Rochester related from from you know either local directories that'll link to your site or. And I'm not saying make sure you always have exactly the same anchor text for Rochester videography because that could actually hurt you these days. Um, you're going to want to diversify that anchor text but the sites you get the links from need to be focused on those areas um, and topically related to those areas to your page that topically relates to that area if that makes sense yeah I, I concur completely um, each of those areas are going to have to have those links so that you know that's no small amount of work um, uh, and in addition I mean if you're talking local of course we're talking uh, potentially Google places and you're going to have a hell of a time getting um, local rankings for those other areas unless you have physical locations in them. Um, or authorized representatives that have physical locations. We discovered that works too. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it depends just how gray area you want to go. But if you have someone <laughs> there, and the, the other thing that the one, I've had a few clients ask me that, and, and the only thing I waffle on, now I'm a stickler for the details, but what if someone came to the office, quote unquote office? It's kind of awkward. They're like, uh, hello. <laughs> so whoever yeah. it is is going to be doing it has to be ready for that post, that eventuality. I mean, who knows? It could happen. Um, but uh, that's the only thing really to worry about, <laughs> if that's something to worry about. Uh, the benefit is, of course, that you'll have a the you'll actually have the ability to get a local listing in Google Places in those areas. Yeah. So, um, so, to, so to break down the answer to the question, is it's basically um, diversify the homepage, make it not so geospecific. Build content pages for each of the targeted areas you want, and build links to those pages that are geo-specific links. Not necessarily anchor text-wise, but content-wise. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> it's, 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 it sounds simple, but it's, it's a little bit deceiving there. 
Yeah, and you know, um, having a phone number in in each of the areas, um, in each location, that will help as well. Um, oh, you, you get into some really serious details. I mean, you got to have the 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 address information has to be exactly identical um, wherever it's placed for each of the locations and off-site as well. So on the pages and off-site for Google um, Places. Yeah, yeah, for Google Places. That's right. Um, you know, I, I, where, where's that? David Mims. David Mims. Um, uh, I forgot the name of the thing, but uh, if you type in David Mim, that's M I H M um, online. I think it's uh, actually somewhere on our on our Facebook page. Is it okay? Well, I think it is. Uh, David Mim has got a, a fantastic resource that that has a lot of the the top uh, local web it's, marketers in the industry who yeah? search for search for local search ranking factors. And it's on David Nims. It should be the first one that comes out. David Nims slash locals or shrinking factors dot There you go. Uh, yeah. When was it last updated, though? Let's see here. Yeah, it's, it's I think June of last year, I think. Sorry for the phone thing. Yeah, June of last year. So it's coming, coming up on a year old. Lots happened since then. So yeah, but it's still it's still good general resources. A lot of stuff that hasn't changed from there. It's, yes, it's, so the idea is that it is an ordered listing of the factors that will help you with your ranking. So at least you have some priorities and where to start. So that's important. Okay, so let's go on to the next question. Well, actually, you know what? Before we get on to the next question, we need to take a break. And when we get back, we'll go on to the next one. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Two, one, booster ignition. Ascend into new heights of ranking and revenue with a search engine friendly online shopping cart that's ready for liftoff. Introducing Ascender Cart. Ascender Cart optimizes your shopping cart with easy to use SEO tools that will help build keywords, titles, and tags for top search engine rankings. Get all of the advantages of having a shopping cart on your site and monitor your progress with regular reports in just a click. Prepare to launch your shopping cart to the top of the search engines with Ascender Cart. Learn more about what Ascender Cart can do for you at ascendercart.com. A S C E N D E R C A R T.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Shopping for the best e-commerce tips, tricks, and techniques? Looking for better ways to push your product out of your online store? Watch your shopping cart overflow because you found the e-com experts. The e-com experts show you what you need to know to be a successful online retailer. Learn their search marketing strategies, their web marketing wisdom, and their calculated conversion measures. Ecom experts, Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. 
take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello and welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm with John Carcutt, one of the founders of AppliedSEO.com, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. For the uh, break, we were talking, uh, oh, we're answering a few questions actually from Chris Wensink, and I hope uh, we helped you out there, Chris. If you have any follow-up questions, by all means, drop them in. Good old Facebook page, that's facebook.com slash SEO 101 podcast, or no, SEO 101 radio show, which one is it? Podcast. See, I'm going to have to take away your license just to say that yeah. again. You yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, there's no, oh, let's stop, uh, Brasco. We need to rewind that. No, I can't do that now because this is live. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we don't ever do that. What are you talking about? It's always no. perfect the first time. Sure. Yeah, again, you have to take my, my, my license again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, we have a question, uh, another question here. It's from Richard Bate. He says, all right, gents, quick question being that you didn't have any Facebook questions for this week's show, I guess it was last week, it says, how often does Google cache a site's robots.txt file? Uh, now, he, he asked this question. He said, I made some changes to a robots.txt file that opened up a whole new URL directory in our site. Almost 24 hours later, Google's Webmaster Tools still says they can't access it due to rules in the robots.txt file. However, there was an update. Um, uh, I guess after he posts that a year later or so, he says, quick update, just done some extra research, and it's roughly 24 hours. Um, he added a cache control, or I added cache control headers to 60 seconds on the .txt file. This forced Google to download a new copy when they visited. Interesting. So I've never really run into this issue before. What about you, John? Have you found that you've ever had to force Google to download it? No, I haven't either. It's interesting that, that the webmaster tools said they couldn't access it because um, I know there's a the portion of the Webmaster Tools to, dedicated to robots.txt file. It does a number of things. One, it'll verify it for you. means you can hit the button right there. They'll go grab it and see if it works. And they'll tell you, yes, this is good, or no, this isn't, or yes, I can access this, it's, this URL. No, I can't access this URL because of robots.txt. So I'm not sure if that's the portion he was using in the, in the robots.txt was blocking those files still or not. So because... If, if that's the case, then even though they've read his his file now, if it's still blocking those files through that tool, then they're not being read. Um, that's the only concern I would have. Yeah, well, exactly. I I don't I don't know what else it could be either. So hopefully he has looked at his Google Webmaster Tools uh, recently to see whether or not that's being approved. But uh, I guess yeah. we'll soon find out. So Richard, let us know. Yeah, and that's a cool tool. If you haven't done it and you're, you're curious, you can put any URL of your site in and then say, here's where my robots.txt file is. You hit the button, and Google will tell you, yes, I can get to that URL, or no, I can't, based on your robots.txt. It's, it's kind of handy if you're having issues like it seems like he was having. Hmm. Excellent. So, um, MJ Curry, MJ, asked... Um, Quite a few things here, but we'll get right to the root of it here. Given that link building is such a major factor for off-page SEO and that these two techniques are now unavailable and that these two techniques are um, essentially using article farms, that kind of thing, to build links to your sites, as we mentioned in the last episode, um, that stuff is of of dubious benefit now when it comes to uh, passing any kind of link juice to your site. Um, and again, to a caveat, uh, as we said in the last episode, although it makes perfect sense that this wouldn't pass along due mm-hmm. to the Panda update, um, it's quite likely that uh, uh, you know no one's proven that yet. 
<laughs> I haven't seen anything yes. yet anyway. No, I, sure gonna, I don't think anyone's going to put any effort into proving it because it just doesn't make sense that it would pass much of anything. Um, for, the, for the safety's sake, I've, I've told clients that, uh, that have asked anyways that I'm, I'm relegating it to the, the level of a reciprocal link. Yeah, you know. that's, a good, that's a good place to put it. I agree. It, it's pretty weak, but it's still it's there. It's known. That's about it. So he, he's wondering, can you do an updated and comprehensive SEO 101 tutorial on link building for us newbies? <laughs> well, it sounds like he's more than a newbie. He's got he's certainly got the lingo down, so that's good. Yeah. Um, understands. But okay, so where do we go from here then? Um, first of all, I think it's a wonderful. Uh, again, I, I'll stress what I said last time, and that is that um, articles are a good thing to do because yes, you may not get the benefit of the links from those particular sites, but there are people that read those that read that content and will repurpose it perhaps um, on their site, which yeah. isn't considered an articles. Um, farm um, or they'll socialize it they'll do all these things which does help so you know there's that uh, what do you think john that's just a start but yeah and i actually pulled out a list of the, it's about a year old of different types of link building techniques that you know have been used in the past and, I, and i'm looking down the list um and again these are not things they're just ones that i just a general list of ones I know about paid links, blog reviews, article submissions, press releases, social commentary, which is like blog commenting, social content, which is like hub pages, wikis, social bookmarking, um, something we call webmaster outreach, which is really just contacting a webmaster and saying, old school, can I get a link um, type of things, and directory submissions and guest posting. Out of all those, half of them are gone. Half of them don't do crap anymore. All right, uh, so let's let's revisit them and then just list them slowly. Right, <laughs> I got a feeling there's a few people going, ah, I'm trying to write this. It's not working out too well. <laughs> okay, so paid links. That's obvious. You know, I'm not going to say it doesn't work, but I'm definitely not going to say do it. Um, it's not something I would recommend anymore at all for a number of reasons. Um, blog reviews. That is something I think, depending on how you get it done, is still viable. Myself, if you get someone to review your site or your product in a blog, in an article, that still has some value. Um, it's harder to do. It's not as cost-effective as some of these other ones, but it's still valuable. Article submissions, we just talked about that. Um, it's, it's kind of a reciprocal link, as, as Ross put it. It's down at that level. Um, press releases, we talked about this last week as well. That um, I think it was SMX Advanced, someone, one of the recaps of a session, Matt Cutts said that they don't think they should give that they would be willing to give links in a press release any more weight than, than anything else or any weight at all actually. So press releases are kind of iffy at this point to me from a link building perspective. Again, just like with article submissions, it's very valuable to do from a from a traffic and brand building perspective. Um, social commentary, blog coming, um, it. <laughs> You, you you take that one, Ross. <laughs> oh, brother. Blog commenting. Shoot me now. God, I get enough of that crap. I've actually got a, a top 10 list of the worst ones I've gotten. I've got a post. I think I've got 10 now, finally. I've, I've been building it for a year of the worst comments that made absolutely no sense whatsoever posted to my blog. <laughs> That's awesome. I can't wait to read that. That'd be cool. <laughs> uh, some of them so, are doozies. I wish I had more like them, but I don't. But no. So, so you so you so you say no on the blog commenting, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that <sighs> don't waste your time. I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's some places where it does work, and if you want to keep your ear to the ground, you'll probably hear about them. But they're not going to last long because there's yeah. going to be so many people jumping in there. Um, 
saying the stupidest comments just to be able to, so they can drop a link. It, it's just, uh, you know, if a, if an article does well, it's going to get comments. Um, they're likely going to be no followed because any site worth its salt is no following comments because otherwise they're going to be spammed to death. Um, and the sad thing is I'm still getting spammed to death, even though I've got no follows. Um, these people just don't know what they're doing, obviously, when they're doing this kind of spamming. Um, so, yeah, long and short of it, don't do when it, I, please. <laughs> when I spam, I don't worry about no follows either. <laughs> when, I'm wasting, when I'm wasting my time, I might as well waste as much of it as I can, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. Saturday nights at John's. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's see what else in there. Uh, social content sites like uh, Hub Pages and Squidoo Lenses. Um, that one's a little iffy for me now because we also heard that somebody, when, when the uh, Panda update came out, somebody put out a list of you know, the sites that were hit the worst. And one of those two, I can't remember which, Hub Pages or Squidoo, was on the top 10 list of sites that got hurt the most by the Farmer update. So to me, that's a indica- clear indication that those sites are not nearly as valuable excuse me as they used to be from a link building standpoint um, yeah yet yet i think something like tumblr is still good yeah and social content can include other things like infographics you know doing that and publishing those that can be considered social content i mean there are other things in that category that would work but i'm just specifically calling out those because they got hit by um, panda uh, what else was <laughs> Actually, on a side note i, I i'm you know, I'm a geek. I can't help it, but I just love a good response to something. And Ben Pfeiffer, a friend of mine, made a comment on LinkedIn about how annoying it is to have to explain to everyone why Google calls it the Panda Update. Well, <laughs> Nevin Thompson, I uh, love this. He says, "Well, hey, there's there's a there's free Panda rides at the content farm down the street from where I live." <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I don't know, just cheesy, but I couldn't help but laugh. Hey. That is very cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> Side note. Okay, go on. <laughs> um, uh, wiki content, um, Wikipedia, that's tough to get in and no follow most of the time anyway, though there's a lot of debate on whether no follows on Wikipedia mean anything. But there's other wikis out there. I, uh, I don't know whether those have been hit or not through this, this update. Um, I would, yeah. I haven't seen anybody talking about that because a lot of wikis can have good content, a lot of them have crap content. So if a big part of Panda was the quality of the content, wikis could have, some wikis could have been hit from that. Because people put some crappy stuff in wikis. <laughs> I don't think it's ever been an issue that they've ranked well. <laughs> so I don't know if there's much to drop. Well, some but. of them do. Actually, some of them rank fairly well. Some very specific wikis on, on niche topics do really, really well. And if you get links in those, it's, they can be pretty valuable. Yeah, I'm sure they do. I, I just I haven't found one recently, other than other than the obvious Wikipedia. That's about it. Right. <laughs> um, uh, mind you, I didn't. Maybe I didn't notice it. I just sort of they're like a banner to me. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> social social bookmarking as a link building technique. I don't know how valuable that's been as purely link building in a while. Though I do use it for a uh, spider control. So you can actually. <laughs> If you need something spidered, social bookmark it, and it'll tend to get spidered a little bit faster than if you don't. Awesome. That's a good good point. And for me, um, I love social bookmarking. For example, I use StumbleUpon. I'm, I'm turning into a StumbleUpon fanatic. I never thought I'd ever get addicted to something in social, but I love it. Uh, just because it, it's so cool to see. Oh, because we're online all day, you know, I get to see some content before a lot of other people do, and I'll just stumble it, and I get to be one of the first people to do, and I get to see how many people get sucked into the 
part of me into these sites. Here I'm burping on the air, and um, <laughs> and uh, excuse me, Al. And <laughs> when they get to these sites, um, they like it as well, and it starts to get crazy. Like I've got one that's got twenty thousand likes, just one article that I, nice. I like. And it's pretty crazy, but the nice thing about this is this link may not do a lot for Google, but to think about how many people are likely sharing that again online. Um, that's that's powerful. Um, and I would say it also it likely has some effect on Google. I don't have any recent research on StumbleUpon and how that that affects it. Um, it sounds like you're the man to do the research, though. You got that yeah, good of an account. You should do some research. I should actually. Yeah, maybe I'll I'll put that on the list here. Um, but you know what? Uh, have you got anything else? If there is, let's wait and and I'll, I'll take it to the next break. How's yeah, I got got a couple more. We'll hit after the break. Okay. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Welcome to the home of the latest search marketing news and views of the world. Welcome to the state of search. Boss Bondenbeld and Roy Hoiske scope the entire search marketing space from Berlin to Bucharest, London to Lisbon, the Silicon Valley, and beyond. Search marketers from around the world discuss the latest headlines and issues in search engine marketing, social media, and more. State of Search, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the International Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm with John Carcutt, one of the founders of AppliedSEO.com, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Uh, before the break, we were going through a list of some of the best ways to build links these days, or at least ways to build links, um, outside of doing the articles and such that we know are just not passing as much link juice. So, John, you had a couple left. Yeah, yeah, and I wouldn't call them the best ways. These are ways that were pretty popular in the last year or so, and many of them have, I guess you'd call it depreciated as far as value from a link building standpoint. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think to, to take from that is that 
you got to come up with some new creative ways to build links. You can't just rely on your old standard methodologies. Um, if you've been doing link building, take a look at what you're doing and come up with new ways. Um, but there were a couple left on the list. Um, directory submissions, um, there's still one, maybe two major directories that are viable. But, but I think the thing to look at from directory submissions is very niche-specific targeted directories that are doing well. Um, some of those are still pretty good. Um, business.com's gone. Um, DMOZ is still there, but I don't, I don't know how it's getting along. The Yahoo directory, and the, it's, I don't know if it's even passing any link value anymore. And then Google's getting rid of its directory. Isn't it? Did I hear that? Google's getting what? Did they actually have one? <laughs> See, I don't yeah. even know. Yeah. I always thought DMOZ was it. Yeah, DMOZ dr- drives the Google directory, so they just use the DMOZ feed. Yeah. yeah, but I think I don't think they're going to be keeping that. That's just oh, a rumor. I, I don't have any proof, um, but I've heard that rumor. That's more like a wish we've had for years. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the last one I had on my list was uh, guest posting, and I still think that's really valuable. If you can get someone to write something, let them write on your website. If they'll let you write on their website, um, some kind of post where you can embed a link or two, that's real valuable still if you can get that done. Again, it's not easy to do. It takes a lot more work than some of these, but it's worth it in the long run. Well, that's just it. You know, when you, the more work, often the better the payoff. Exactly. Very <laughs> true. Very shock. true. If it seems easy, then you're probably not going to get much value out of it in most cases. Yeah. Um, the, one of the things you're mentioning about directories, the, the one general rule I have is, first of all, does that, has it been around a while? Has it got a, you know, I hate to use the word, but page rank. You know, it's got some, some merit there. If it has something, then that's good. If it's decent, whatever. Um, if that's a different thing entirely. But it has to have some sort of history. But the thing that really I look for is does it have editorial review? And if yep. it does, and they have the, if they say, and Google says this in their webmaster guidelines, if the, web, the directory says it will, um, I, think it, I think it's good webmaster guidelines. Anyways, it, if, if the site says it will not ex- necessarily accept you, but you still have to pay for the review, that's a good indicator that it's a, 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 reputation, a high reputation in that site and that it's probably going to be respected by Google. So, yeah, there was there was that big algorithmic update. I don't know, that's over a year ago or so. They hit directory specifically, and that was the main thing that d- determined whether the directory got nailed or not was whether or not it was human reviewed. If it was some kind of automated directory that automatically approved everything, it got nailed hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you know, it's it's something I do for every client. It's it's you know we always push doing some directories because it's easy. I mean, it may cost a little bit to get into some of these, but it's easy. You get in, you move on. Didn't, um, we, just, didn't we just say if it's easy, it's probably not valuable, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh-huh. easy being that they still have to be reviewed, but all my clients are so awesome, they never have a problem with that. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, clients. You rock. Okay. <laughs> See, it's, but to your point, it's harder than one of those automated directories where you just pay your money and you're automatically in. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that kind of easy is the bad easy. <laughs> there, there's, there's actually there's a service out there. I won't mention any names because it's ridiculous. But you can pay like five or six cents per directory. And they have a list of like 1,000, 1,500 directories that they automatically you, – you write out like eight or nine descriptions and titles and all the information. And they will put you in these directories um, over time. They'll do it slowly over time. And – 
um, there's let's say 1,200 of these directories, and it's like 10 cents a piece or something like that. I did this for a client once just to see what would happen. And then six months later, I went back. Not a single one of those directories out of those 12,000 were in the client's backlink list. Not one. <laughs> and that's the indicator, by the way. If you don't yeah. see it in your backlink list, it's pretty much not worthwhile. <laughs> did I say 12,000? I meant 1,200 because that would have been a lot. Of- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, now, one question. I mean, it's a tough one in a sense, but what backlink list are you looking at? Which one is the one that you count as the most important? At that time, I was using Majestic SEO. Okay. And it's improved. I haven't done a lot of research but I, uh, in terms of how much better it's improved, but it's apparently much fresher. Well, so apparently, they, yeah, just in the last week or so, they updated it. So and that was my big issue with it was how stale the data was. So if it's a lot fresher now, I might have to revisit Majestic, test it again. They, they say so, but there's not a lot of data. They've, never, they've always been a bit weak on data. Like, it's hard to find... Uh, anyway, I, I want to do more research and find out myself. But uh, yeah, me too. My my favorite tool, which is uh, David Ogletree's uh, SEO Fox's um, uh, site link reports. No, S- no mm-hmm. SEO link reports. I always do that. SEO link reports dot com. It's currently down. I've actually got my programmer working with him trying to fix it because we loved it so much. Uh, <laughs> oh, thanks. Good. I'm glad because uh, I was I was hoping he'd get someone to to help him with that. Good. I'm glad yeah. you're doing. So we're we're hoping it's going to be up soon, but uh, my my programmer's currently down for the count, really bad cold. So hoping that bounce back. <laughs> Hopefully, bounce back. In Ukraine, it's a bit tougher. I understand he's worried about pneumonia. So yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah, it's kind of scary. Any case, I guess uh, we'll move on here to a question. Let's see. Did we finish this one? Yes. Yep. Yes. Okay. MJ. So MJ, MJ, you Cody? got a really good answer there. <laughs> that was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> If I do say so for uh, Johnny here. So we've got two minutes left, and Paul Mycroft asks, and this is something I didn't know. I was going to leave this for John. Hi, guys. There used to be a Firefox plugin that adds a page rank number to the backlinks in Yahoo Site Explorer. Do you know where that is? Thanks. Uh, No, I haven't either. But if if somebody knows of one, that would be a nice tool to have. Um, Please put the link on our Facebook page. We'd love to share it with everybody. Um, yeah, we do need more. We do need more page rank stuff. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think the appropriate response to that is bite me. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and here's one. Here's one for me. It's not a fun one either because uh, it's it is tough for me to answer really clearly. But Tyson Braun. Hey guys, I listened to the podcast where Ross says the rel equals canonical passes link juice across domains. Thinking myself very knowledgeable, I then quoted you at the Chicago SEO Meetup Group event last Saturday, and it sparked a big debate. You started this. <laughs> What's the final verdict in your opinion? So, Tyson, as I said then, I mean, I did do some a little bit of research, not as much as I'd like to, but to see if I could find anything else supporting it. That was my experience with that client that did it, and. Uh, it worked wonderfully for him. Um, I can't cite any resources yet, and I'll, I'll look. I'll continue looking and I'll see if I can find something because I'm not going to. I'm not going to uh, leave you hanging, man. No way. <laughs> so, so, Ross, do you still have all the data from that? Is it possible? I mean, since there's, I don't think there's a lot of data on this out there. But if your client will let you, you could put together a case study for this, and you could be the the, the, the resource. Hmm. Assuming I have the time, <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of good resources. I, I, I'll look into it. I just don't know what's up there now. Because, I mean, he's got 
God, how many years ago was this? It was before it was, it was right when it launched. So I don't know how much data I got, but, uh, uh, anyway, I'll look into it. I'll see what I can find for you, Tyson. And, uh, back you up here. Like I say, it worked like a charm for me, but I don't know. It was pretty fresh and new then. So who knows if the algo works the same way. Good point. It'd be completely different by now. Yeah. And, and frankly, to me, it makes perfect sense. It would work. They did say that they've, they enabled domain, um, transference. So, or, you know, you could use a canonical cross domain. So why wouldn't it pass? It just doesn't make any sense why it wouldn't in any case. Um, that's my two bits for now. Do you have anything to add to that, John? Nope, nope, I'm good. Other than I think you should do a case study. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, all right. I'll see what you do. We have myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, one, uh, one of the founders of Applied SEO. Doc, we'd like to add our Twitter IDs, which are at Ross Dunn. And at and John Carcutt. So have a good week, everyone. We'll see you at 2 p.m. Pacific uh, Monday or 5 p.m. Eastern. Boy, I'm stumbling today. Anyway, on that, goodbye. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye.